You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. All right. A busy day for Los Angeles. Busy day for uh, 710 ESPN. By the way. Um, Rams and the Saints coming up a little bit later tonight. Pre-game show is going to start at 3.15. Uh, we'll have all your coverage so you can tune in, stay right here for 710, or also, just listen on the app. By the way, with the Rams game, if you are used to seeing us outside of entry number nine today because of the rain, we will not be there today. So okay. we'd love to see you again if we have a, a home playoff game, but uh, no entry nine uh, for the pre-game show. Jeez, Trav. I mean, was this... To try right. to say, guys, I don't want any more. Enough of this public stuff. <laughs> yeah, he hates interacting with the people. He's above oh, it all man. now. Yeah, he just wants to be in the booth and be with JP and uh, MJD up there. He's changed so much since the Lakers won the in-season <laughs> tournament, AK. Right. I mean, his attitude is just unbelievable. Big shot. <laughs> yeah, and he also got he got territorial when you came in and uh, and the one uh, weekend with it. So he's trying to he's trying to big shot everybody. Yeah, yeah he went. I think he told me. This was his eighth year, and that's the first game that he missed. Uh, his voice was completely shot, but that's the first Rams game that he missed. Um, and then Andy but, was like Jake Browning out there, just throwing dimes. I, I mean, I didn't want to say it, but I didn't Better throw somebody picks. else says. I didn't throw it. Other than halftime, where I think I forgot that it was one segment, not two. But I don't okay. think anyone noticed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But was I was confused. Yeah. Um, by the way, if you want to tune into the Lakers game tonight, so they're taking on the Minnesota Timberwolves. We're going to have that game for you on KRLA AM 870. Uh, by the way, pregame show is going to start at 430. You could also listen. Just uh, make sure you download the ESPN LA app. There's a Laker tile there, so you could listen to the games. Uh, you could stream them. You could do the same for the Rams. So we got you uh, We got you covered. Um, okay, it's interesting. You know, So tonight is a standalone game, Thursday night football game. Em, I remember you and Trav talking about it for the longest time. Hey, is this, mm-hmm. is this game going to get moved? Is it going to get moved? Yeah. And, you know, fortunately, uh, I think for everybody here, and, and I know I'm not trying to sell it as it's the Niners and the Ravens. I know it's not. Mm-hmm. you got two ga- two teams that are 7-7 seven and seven fighting for playoff competition or, or a, a, the opportunity to, to get in the playoffs. Um, I, I actually think this is – I'm so glad that this game – gets to be where it's at because for a lot of the rest of the country who has not watched a Rams game or has really no idea, are the Rams any good? Are they not? Uh, AK, it's a completely different team than when they were three and six and now in a position to um, at least get one step closer to making the postseason. And to add to your point, Al, so tonight's game is big for both teams. So the Rams, if they win this game, they have a, right right now they have a sixty percent chance to make the playoffs per ESPN analytics. It jumps to seventy eight percent with a win, and it falls to sixteen percent if they lose tonight. Saints have a forty four percent chance to make the playoffs right now, jumps to seventy three with a win, and drops to twenty five with a loss. And again, you talked about how this is a primetime game for the Rams this season. This is only their second primetime game this year. This is the only their wow. second standalone game. The only other one that they had was uh, against the Bengals, I believe, in week three or week two, uh, on a Monday night. And so a lot of the country really hasn't seen the Rams. I mean, they might have seen them on Red Zone, might have seen them if it happens to be their CBS or Fox game. But it's just neither, not the wide national audience knows the Rams and the Saints very well. It speaks to how little expectations there were for the Rams heading Absolutely. into this season. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah, they're, they're, they were supposed to be, I mean, we were kind of joyful, you know, it's like, oh, we don't have to see the Rams in primetime, because last year when they had seen them so often in primetime, it was a mess. And so I think that it's just, this game is incredibly important for, for both teams, important for the NFC uh, playoff standings as a whole, too. It's crazy. Uh, well, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this in there as well. Um, by the way, uh, Laura just uh, giving giving me a heads up on this. It sounds like we can get right back to the Rams for a second. It sounds like LeBron and Gabe Vincent both out tonight. Oh, for Lakers and the Timberwolves. Well, that's um, not good. And this is, I actually thought there might be a chance the way AK um, AD rolled his ankle yesterday and then was clearly limping. I mean, did not look like and. 
if you ever rolled your ankle, if you stay on the floor and you tighten your, you know, your your sneaker up, you're probably good for the rest of the game. But the moment you take it off, it's going to start swelling. I thought he might be more of a, a question mark, and we'll see what happens as we get closer to tip off. So keep that in mind. No LeBron, no Gabe Vincent. Laura, thank you for passing that. And along. AD is uh, questionable. Questionable. He is listed right now as questionable. Okay. Um, Okay, so I, I do want to go back. Let, let me read a quote here, and I, I think what you said, AK, about the expectations were, well, why would anybody think anything of the Los Angeles Rams? This is supposed to be a, a four-win, five-team win, whatever. It is six wins, let's say, at the most, and here they are at 7-7. Seven and seven. Here's what Matthew Stafford had to say about exceeding expectations so far. He said, I don't think anybody is satisfied at the moment. To be honest with you, if you are – you're in the wrong place. There's a lot to be had throughout the rest of the season, but we have to take it one game at a time. I think it's the beginning part of that quote that's most important. I don't think anybody's satisfied at this moment. Why would they be satisfied? Well, this, I think this is the, the part of it as well that, that's most important. Matt Stafford, Matthew Stafford, is he's won a Super Bowl, and he was a part of the team that won a Super Bowl. Let's keep going. Aaron Donald, Cooper Cup, Sean McVay um, – foundational, foundational pieces just a couple years ago won a Super Bowl. They were not accustomed to the season that they had last year. And yes, the expectations were low, but AK, once you reach a point, if you'd have told me that the Rams were going to win five games this year, I wouldn't be mad, disappointed. And I'd be like, okay, yeah, that sounds, that sounds about right. But they're seven and seven. And right now is where they're playing their best ball. Right now they put themselves in a position that if they just beat the Saints and the Giants, We'll see what happens against San Francisco, but that means they're already, at the worst, going to be over 500, and I think probably make the playoffs if they just win those two games. I think as the season progresses, the expectations do change, and I get it. I think there's be a lot of people to be very disappointed if they didn't make the playoffs at this point because of the way they set themselves up. Well, I just think it's it would be bizarre for them to be satisfied right now given that they have an opportunity in front of them. Like, it would be one thing if... The season ended, and they were seven and ten. But right. you, lo- but you looked at things in the grand picture of what was expected of them realistically. With seven wins, they might have actually exceeded those expectations. So at the end of the year, you could say, "All right, there is some degree of satisfaction in knowing that we outplayed the expectations. We showed certain things that were made of. We showed that we had a great rookie class." Puka Nakua, Steve Avila, like all all that sort of Byron stuff. Young. Byron Young. Mm-hmm. But the idea that they'd be satisfied right now when they actually have an opportunity to go to the playoffs, like that doesn't even make sense. They need to be hungry. They need to be hungry for more because they have, have the opportunity. They have winnable games in front of them. They are a better team than the two teams they're going up against. It honestly doesn't even take that much hunger. Like it's yeah. literally right in front of them. Like and and it's not like the type of situation where they have to win they have to win a bunch of games, but then four dimensional chess is required right. Right. in order yeah. to get into the playoffs, and like seven different teams need to lose in an exact combination. Like they control a lot of what is in front of them, so I mean it it doesn't even take that much like lighting of a fire under them or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like it's right there. Can can I just showcase? And this is this goes back to tonight's game. If you just look at the record for the Saints, and I will be the first to say, I have not watched much of New Orleans this year. I don't even know how I would watch them uh, unless I had, you know, obviously Red I'm watching Zone. at Red Zone, NFL Network, something along those lines. But yeah. they're 7-7. Seven and seven. Here are their wins this year, okay? Not all 7-7s seven and sevens are created equal, and I think that has something to do with either you're representing the NFC South or you're representing the NFC West. It's obviously a, a huge difference. Here are their wins this year. Tennessee, Carolina, New England, Chicago, the Colts, which I would say is probably their best win, uh, Carolina, and the Giants. It's not like, and and I'm not trying to tell you or sell anybody that the Rams are the best team in the NFL. Rams have put together some good wins, even some of the losses that they've had, whether it's the 49ers, the Eagles, the Ravens, Mm -hmm. they're in the games. I mean, and, and Em, I know you were as frustrated as anyone when they lost to Baltimore because that wasn't one of those games where you're like, well, at least they were in it. Your should've point was the they should have won that game. 
uh, Andy so, saw me how frustrated I was with them losing <laughs> that game, and I I called exactly what was going to happen. Yes. They were going to mess up their time management, oh, which is what happened. Was but, Sean McVay on Emily's bleep list? <laughs> Let me tell you right now. But um, she there was rumors when <laughs> McVay went on with Mason in Ireland. She yeah. almost stormed. Oh, right. she almost went right. Yeah. Into Sean the McVay did not want to be in Emily's vicinity the in this exact Mace. moment. Yeah, Woo. but um, so but too with the um Saints, they uh. Got kind of, they ha- they've had bad losses too. Teams that aren't amazing, and even the Lions, it looks closer than it was. They were down twenty eight to zero, but they came back and scored twenty eight points. So the Saints have the ability to mount huge comebacks, but also remember, Derek Carr is their quarterback. Derek Carr is their quarterback, so he sucks. And so just be prepared. <laughs> Last time that he was here was almost a year ago. Today, um, and he threw that bad interception in the half, and Baker Mayfield came back against That's him. That's right. Just, their car is their quarterback. Well, they're, they're they're literally the as average as it gets, and I, I think the seven and seven part that has to do with the division that they're in. Um, I, I I'll go a step further. I, I think you know as we're trying to hype up tonight's game. I think the Rams are going to just take care of business. By the time you get to the fourth quarter, I don't think it's going to be a one-score game. Okay, they're a good team, and they're clicking at the right time. And it's, I think that's the one thing in the NFL. Really, you could call it for any sports. Are you playing your best football towards the end of the season? And they are. Um, are there some things in front of them that are working their way? They've had a little luck fall their way, but that's – that's part of the NFL. Injuries that comes to other teams and you just happen to play them. But I don't think the Rams are also getting lucky winning four of their last five and being seven. They were three and six at one point. So to, for them to be in this position that they're in, I think more than anything else, it has to do with the fact that they're playing good football. So um, I wouldn't be surprised or shocked at all that those who are watching the Rams for the first time this year are saying, wow, that's a lot better of a team than I thought. And then look at the rest of the playoff picture. I'm I'm sure there are teams out there that are looking at the Rams and saying that would – that would be unlucky to have to play them in a first-round matchup. The the way I see it is if the Rams get into the playoffs, you're not going to want to play them because by definition they have to be playing well. Yep. Like it is pretty much impossible for them to back into the playoffs. I like your year. Laker comp. Yeah, last year the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Like if when they after the all the trades and that period trying to get themselves into the play-in and then eventually the playoff, you knew that if they managed to make this happen they have to be playing well because it was impossible for them to just fall into the playoffs. And, and it turned out the Lakers were playing well. And there are teams in the NFC that are going the other way, that are that are ba- almost backing into the playoffs. Their records are great, but they're backing in because they're not playing their best ball right now. The Rams are 4-1 and one since the bye. They are a new team since the bye. It's almost like the Lakers after the trade deadline. They were a new team after that, and then they're going to keep on going. Well, that's also, too, where, you know, like bringing it back to the beginning of this conversation with Matt Stafford and, you know, the idea of being satisfied, clearly they aren't. Because they have the opportunity just to say, screw it, we're done when they were three and six. And it would have been easy. And honestly, I think it's what a lot of people ultimately would have expected for the season anyway, because a lot of people thought that this was just going to be a quiet tanking for Caleb Williams. And it's not what they did. So the idea that they would be satisfied just makes no sense. It has nothing to do with the way they've actually played. Okay, and at three and six, there were a lot of those conversations. Hey, stop winning, stop winning, and here they are. Um, okay, Super Bowl champion DeMarco Farr will join us next. We'll uh, preview this matchup coming up between the uh, Rams and the Saints. I thought it was an interesting quotes from the Baltimore Ravens. Feel like they're being disrespected by the San Francisco 49ers or by the public because they're not favorites in that game. So we'll do all that coming up next. Stay right here. Travis and Sleeva Show, 710 ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. 
from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Well, I mean, everybody knows um, if this song comes on, it means DeMarco Farr is coming on. You know, DeMarco, the Lou. You know the connection here. I mean, it, listen, if you're in Nelly videos, how do we not start off with uh, a Nelly track? I, I tell you, this was the bomb back in the day. When Still I is. first got to St. Louis, I couldn't understand a single word of what anybody was saying. My <laughs> barber, I sat down in the chair. He said, hey, good luck against the birds this week. And I said, the what? The birds. I said, the birds? He goes, the birds from Chicago. I'm like, oh, bears. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. And then this song. So, yeah, you had to get into it. You got to know. This is just how you roll. Uh, obviously, obviously, we got Super Bowl champ DeMarco Farr joining us here. Um, DeMarco, it, you know, it's kind of funny. We, we were just talking about this. The I, I don't know what most people thought of the Rams coming into the year, and, and I don't know how much people across the country. Oh, no, no, no. No, no, no. Well, hold on, Slee. What did you mm-hmm. think? Uh, they're going to win probably say? four or five games, and uh, they're going to be trying to get a, a high draft pick. And I, I and I love you. I love you. Um, how do you feel now? <laughs> that they got a great chance to make the playoffs. But listen, here's the thing, DeMarco. I, I don't think that was – I think most people thought that, right? I think most people were predicting that the Rams weren't going to be there towards the end. Yeah, or that's fair. That's not hate. If, if you look at it the way the roster was constructed, I mean, you, you're drafting 14 guys. I mean, you got Matthew Stafford who basically got beat up. Um, you, everybody's kind of looking for the end of the Aaron Donald run, so you're, you're, you're fair to – you were fair to question that. Cooper but, Cup was a guy that got injured. So there were a lot of question marks. But, you know, Sean McVay told you, I mean, they're going to have to draft, develop, and they're going to build around their stars. They're going to build around Matthew Stafford. They believed in him. So uh, I'm glad that's being paid off. Aaron Donald is still that guy. Cooper Cup, and, and you found a diamond in the rough in, in Puka Nakua. So, um, you know, Matthew Stafford gets a chance to stand out front and center, making new stars and also keeping up that connection with Stafford. So, yeah. They had their plan. They're not surprised with where they are. Um, I, I am glad some people are eating crow. It is fun to watch some people backpedal, but I'm not talking about you, Slee. Oh, no, I'm backpedaling. There, but... I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, yeah. a, I'm a corner in the league right now, and somebody's running some type of slant. I'm just keep backpedaling here. <laughs> well, I mean, you know what's funny, well, DeMarco? See, it's not over yet. I mean, you got to finish it up. you got to win tonight. It's a big deal. That's what sets up Thursday night. It's big. I hate that it's against the Saints because there's a lot of bad blood. They always play the Rams tight, so it's a primetime game. You can get above 500. You can, you know, really get into this playoff. You can say you're really in the hunt uh, if you win tonight. There's a lot at stake tonight. I mean, what's funny is heading into this season, basically what we kept hearing was, A, we can't – from from the Rams, like from Les Snead, from Sean McVay, we can't add really to this team because of the cap and just sort of having to reset our books and the bills come due, and this is something that all teams have to deal with. But – we have confidence that this team, if things break reasonably well and they play as you know the best version of themselves at their most upper level, that we actually can be competitive. And a lot of people, and I include myself in this, thought this was their way of saying, yeah, this is a gap year that we are thinking about the Caleb Williamses of the world. And as it turns out, they actually were being truthful. Like, look, we can't add to this team in a really aggressive way because of just the ramifications of the way NFL salary caps work. But we actually think that this group has some potential. And, you know, it also it didn't help that Sean McVay had been undecided about whether or not to return, which led, I think, people to reasonably conclude there had been some concerns about a rebuild. But it's one of those rare times where a front office was actually being completely honest with fans and the media, and I think they just, nobody believed them. 
Well, well, yeah, I guess I guess we're all built to be cynical. I mean, especially with football. I mean, look, it, you're always going to get football speak, and you have to read between the lines. But sometimes they do throw those nuggets of truth, and they're shocked when people don't hear you. Uh, I said this a long time ago. You know, this is uh, this is how we're going to to battle. This is what we think, and if people take it as gospel, then good for you. If you don't, that's how people earn a living in this business by second guessing. But look, their plan was, and their belief was always in the guys that they had, especially their veterans. I think Sean McVay started this year with, uh, it, it used to be we, not me. Now it was lead the way, talking about these veterans leading the way and getting these younger guys ready to play. I keep saying this, man, Steve Avila, um, you draft him. He is a rookie left guard that's starting in the National Football League, and he's playing pretty good ball, and he's only going to get better. Someday, that's how you grow a pro bowler. You might have another pro bowler this year in Kevin Dodson on your offensive line. So uh, that was the problem the previous year. That's why Matthew Stafford got, you know, beaten up. So this offensive line has really come around. I'm sorry? He got beaten up in that Saints game, too. Yeah, I mean, smashed in that Saints game. And and, and they've come around. They've kept Matthew Stafford reasonably healthy, and they've developed some pieces. So, you know, that is how you, you stay afloat. But I'm sure, to your point, man, there was a plan B in case all this went south. Because this is a quarterback-rich draft. So if it's going to go south, uh, you might as well have a plan for the future immediately. So I get you there. DeMarco Farr taking some time to join us here on the uh, Travis and Sliwa show, AK in the house, Rams taking on the Saints a little bit later today. Make sure you uh, tune in for our pregame coverage starting at 3.15. Um, DeMarco, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lay out a scenario for you. AK and I were talking about this uh, before the show started. Um, let's just say that we're at the final week of the season, and the Rams have the Niners, obviously, in San Francisco. If if the Niners have clinched, that that thing is done. They, there's nothing to play for. They got the number one overall seed in the NFC, yet the Rams are in a position where they have to win that game to make the playoffs. What do you think the Niners would do in that spot? It's funny. You say Niners and clinch, because that's exactly what happens when you say the 49ers to me. <laughs> I mean... They are that good. They are that physical. I'm hoping that whatever, they get it all wrapped up and they can play their backups uh, so the Rams could go in and have an easier pass to victory. I think they're – who's their backup? Uh, uh, Sam Darnold is their backup, right? So it, well, the well, DeMar- DeMarco, oh, wow. is, there, is there any world that the Niners would say, well, if we got a chance to take out the Rams so then we don't potentially have to play them in the postseason – would they entertain that at all, you think? Oh, no. Yeah, I'm sure they would. I, look, no. this, this is today's NFL, and, 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 but look, uh, these coaches are nuts these days, especially when they're friends, so that would not surprise me. I would think it's crazy. Why would you risk your guys if you've got everything sewed up? I'm sorry, DeMarco. <laughs> if, they did, if they did that, if Kyle Shanahan basically overrode <laughs> everyone and played all of his important players – to just knock the Rams out of the playoffs, and one of oh, those guys. Awesome. But if one of those guys gets hurt, like that is a fireable offense. That is you honestly have, you fireable. Know what? You, should be, you should be made to do that just so you can lose everybody. That would be great. That would be awesome. That would be great chaos. But the smart thing to do is protect your guys. Why? Why would you put Christian McCaffrey out there? He's the best player in the world. You save him for the postseason. Brock Purdy, same thing. You save him for the postseason. But uh, even. Not at full strength. I'm sure Shanahan's going to have a plan to knock the Rams out of the playoffs exactly. with whoever he throws on the field that day. Yeah, it would be insane of him to do that, like just to take the Rams out of the playoffs. <laughs> no. I love it. I would do that. <laughs> I have a question for you. I would definitely you. do that. I am a spiteful guy. I would try <laughs> if, I, if my best friend, a guy I loved and hated at the same time, was coaching in my division, and I could knock him out, oh, yeah, I would override everything to get him out of there. And then i get fired. <laughs> <laughs> um, DeMarco, you're with the team every day. You're, you're with them all the time. Um, and I think from I, – I watch the games, and they're all the home games. And so, from me watching, I feel like Pukunakua is the emotional center of this team. You could see it a lot in that Browns game when he left and then came back, and it felt like the team was riding on him. So oh, I'm going to ask wrong. you. Let me stop you. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. No, I mean, no, no, no. Puka is fantastic, and, I mean, he is so tough, but he is a rookie, and he gets treated like a rookie. The emotional center yeah. of this football team is number nine. Yeah. 
that's that that's the core. That, the reason Puka keeps doing this Lazarus impersonation when he he, he makes the catch, gets hurt, <laughs> and you think he's dead, and he wakes up and comes back. It's because Matthew Stafford is saying, "Get up, I need you." Right. Yeah. So so let's take Matthew Stafford off the board because I think that saying a quarterback okay. is the MVP of a team is uh, one and the same. But who is the MVP of the Rams if it's not Matthew Stafford? Okay, outside of him, um, then uh, you, Kyron Williams has been a revelation. Um, sure. He has been dynamic. He's run the football hard. I mean, uh, I, I, I said this versus the commanders um, on the, the, the short yardage, the, the end goal situation where he had the rushing touchdown. He looked like a human form of Tetris. There was only a slight crevice, and he danced his way in there and, and plowed in there like, you know, like, a, like a bell cow back. That's what you want out of starters. Uh, those are the guys you talk about uh, when you talk about leading the league in rushing or just dynamic running backs. So he's close to 1,000. No one had that. Uh, no one had a 1,000-yard back behind this offensive line. So that's the stuff you're talking about, AK. That was the stuff that all panned out. That if it didn't go, if it didn't work out, then you'd be in this quarterback-heavy draft. But Kyron Williams has run the football. He's been effective. And the O-line has, has, has really driven him to that point. So I would say that's it right there. That, that's been the biggest surprise. No one's shocked when Matthew Stafford throws a touchdown pass. But when Kyron Williams goes for a buck 30, that shocks everybody, including the defense you're playing that day. Like, he might be the most valuable just in the most literal sense. Like, the value of what he's doing changed a lot of their offense like having it, it, a running it, game of yeah course. it gave them yep. a dimension that if they didn't have i don't think they'd be in this position right now <laughs> and they you still throw the funny? ball three I, times at the goal line which is just confounding to me okay Emily. okay so I, I got to interview harold jackson today uh he played for the rams in the 70s fantastic receiver if you think deshaun jackson was great same guy wide open so i'm going through the 70s the history of, of the of rams football and running backs Guys going berserk here at running back is not new. So Kyron Williams is in the right spot. He is a Southern California running back, which means you can do this year-round. Uh, if you talk about Puka Nakua becoming a star, get ready for this guy if he has a, a great game tonight versus the, uh, the Saints. DeMarco, uh, great stuff, bud. By the way, I love the Tetris uh, reference. I can, I, AK, I don't know you, but I could see DeMarco just killing it in Tetris. Absolutely. Just, just killing it in Tetris. Absolutely. Oh, my God. <laughs> You know what? It's funny, Matt. I did not react well to losing, though. So you may have not invited me to your house when I sure. was a kid. I was that guy. Couple Game Boys. <laughs> couple Game Boys got smashed. I get it. Right I understand the it. <laughs> I understand it. Um, Demarco, thank you for the time, bud. Uh, good luck tonight, and uh, hopefully the Rams. We're talking uh, later this week, and the Rams are sitting at eight and seven. Thanks, bud. Yes, sir. Thank you, fellas. Thank you, M. Talk to you soon. All yeah. right, that's uh, that's Demarco Far right there. Uh, when we come back. We got Factor Caps. Stay right here. Travis and Sliwa Show, AK in the house, 710 ESPN. Okay, introducing Pizza Hut's new $7 deal lover's menu. Tons of your favorite Pizza Hut faves starting at just 7 bucks each. The $7 deal lover's menu, by the way, only from Pizza Hut. Order now. Earn rewards for your next free pizza on the Pizza Hut app or at PizzaHut.com. Product availability, prices, and participation vary. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news! Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Part of the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hey guys. Uh, What's up, Em? <laughs> hey. Uh, so, yeah, I just had a little breakdown in the break of just how frustrated I was by McVay uh, on that first drive last game. So, again, hope McVay does not do it yet again. And I think he knows. I think he knows. Yeah, I, He I, listens I, every day. AK, just so you know, <laughs> there are times with M certain yeah. topics I try to stay away from. 
and yeah, Emily's you get nervous. opinionated. When did that happen? <laughs> yeah, she just started. This started a week ago. Yeah, Emily exactly. gets on her stance, and it's she's crazy. difficult to move in a move different off direction. Of that stance, yeah, yeah, I, I never insane. noticed that. Yeah, well, you know, be more aware. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, Chargers have had a disappointing season, uh, to say the least. But their social media team still is one of the best in the NFL. And um, so yesterday, Cameron Dicker, who is their kicker, um, released, they posted a video of him, uh, kind of his like Pro Bowl cell. And in the video, I'm going to play, uh, play the sound for you in just a second. He is almost like a Better Call Saul-esque uh, lawyer being like, I will be the kicker for you. So I'm going to play the sound and... Uh, I have a statement on the other side. Have you ever been victimized by a missed field goal? No good! Wide to the right! No good! Ah! My name is Cameron Dicker, and I'll kick for you. 50, 40, 30, doesn't matter. I'll make it. Bang! 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 Rain, sleet, or snow, this leg is ready to go. Don't believe me? Ask him. Cameron Dicker is a really good kicker. He's outstanding, and, you know, I love him. And I did not edit that. So don't be a d- and let me kick for you at the pro. So go to chargers.com slash vote to send me in my leg to kick for you. Vote for me! Vote for me! Pro Bowl! Pro Bowl! 2023, baby! Let's go! <laughs> All right. So uh, that was edited by the Chargers video team. Uh, one of my friends, Andrew, is one of the um, producers over there, and he told me that um, a PA over there, their pr- production assistant, both pitched and edited that. So congrats to you. That was awesome. Very funny. So based off that video, Cameron Dicker has your vote. Uh, Andy, Fettercap. Hell yeah. I mean, first of all, great video. <laughs> Second of all, what do I care which kicker goes to the Pro Bowl? <laughs> like, <laughs> nobody cares about the Pro Bowl. It's in Orlando. <laughs> so, you know what? I'm, I am sending the kicker that put the most effort into their campaigning. That's Cameron Dicker. He's got my vote. All right, Al? Uh, I, I, I can't be more fact. And this is somebody that obviously despises the Chargers. This is so good. I watched it a couple. When, when Emily sent it to us yesterday, Kay, I'm like, wait a minute. What the hell am I watching? This can't be real. What do you mean? They actually put this out? It's genius. It's fantastic. It mocks so many of those types of videos, which is great. I think the Better Call Saul that you mentioned is a is a perfect kind of description. Um, Dicker the Kicker, uh, don't be a you-know-what is what they put up on their tweet. I, the whole thing is brilliant. If you haven't got a chance to watch it, Go on the Chargers, Twitter, Instagram, any of that stuff, and go see it. It's freaking hilarious. All right, Laura? So, fact, but not because of him, but because of the team that put this together. So, it has nothing to do with him. It's entirely but he's good, too. Yeah, but like Chargers, you know? So yeah, He has oh, to do yeah. a little bit of acting, you know? Yeah. He has to sell Yeah, it. but like the Chargers. The facial off expression. <laughs> I, just, I love the, the team that thought about this. And yeah. it just produced it. Like, it's yeah. great. But, he, I mean, yes, he's good. But, like, again, Chargers. I mean, so, yeah. it's a Pro Bowl. Again, nobody <laughs> cares? cares about. Yeah. As somebody uh, who's covered the Pro Bowl yep. and watched the crowd reaction to the Pro Bowl, yep. I can promise you nobody cares. Each team should put yeah. up a... If you win, you should put up some kind of banner for the Pro Bowl. Yep. Oh, of God. Or just that our kicker went to the Pro Bowl is a great one. But <laughs> shouts out to the Chargers video team. Y'all yeah. always kill it over there. So, um, okay. So, I believe this was this morning on for, on first take or get up. I think it was first take. But Mad Dog gave his Christmas dislikes. He also gave his, Christ- his Thanksgiving dislikes about a month ago. So, here are his Christmas dislikes in order. So, this is five. Five is his mother's veal parmesan. It's always burnt. So that's number five. Number four is we going- throw mom under the bus <laughs> exactly. from like a national audience. He had like an, a minute long rant about how much he doesn't like his veal. I love that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then number four was going to having to go to Christmas an hour early. Uh, sorry, church an hour earlier than you usually do. So he goes to church at five p.m. and then his wife's like, "We gotta go at three thirty. and he's like, "Oh no!" I, that's I don't know how to do his impression. And then number three thirty. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Number Number three was that his wife still insists on putting the presents under the tree on Christmas Eve while his kids are asleep, who are 30. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> that he still wants to preserve the magic of Christmas uh, for his 30-year-old children. He does not like that. That is another dislike. Um, and he also does not like hanging lights. He, sa- he says that no one should hang lights anymore, that that's done and out. And then his number one hatred is, it's a wonderful life. He doesn't need to see it again. He's seen it a million times. So that's his top five hates uh, or dislikes of Christmas. So Mad Dog has some points. 
Al, Fetch Cat. All right, he's got some points. I mean, not all of them, I think, apply. I, look, the putting out the You don't the get presents, a veal parmesan, Al? <laughs> putting out the presents the on Christmas Eve. Okay, I get it. His wife wants to do it. There's some nostalgia there. That's okay. The church thing is the best point that I heard because this is what happens usually on Christmas and Easter that 90% of the population who does not go to church goes to church on yep. Christmas and Easter. So just getting there 45 minutes or an hour before church starts to then wait an hour, already a longer mass that you have going on, there's no parking. Everyone is kind of smushed. The, the church one is the one that I could apply to the most. Andy? Cap. And the reason is because his list is all over the place. It contradicts itself. Like, half of them is being upset that you aren't enough into the Christmas spirit. The other half is crapping on the Christmas spirit. Like, it is so inconsistent and all over the place. Yep. Sounds about right. Yeah. I mean, I, I realize that's sort of the mad dog formula. Yep. But I'm just saying, if I'm evaluating it outside the mad dog formula and just as a list, his list makes no sense. <laughs> it also brutal to his wife and mother. <laughs> right. All right, Laura? I mean, Andy made every point I wanted to make, yes, on brand, but dude, you start off with your mom? Like, yeah, no, I'm out. So, cap, 100%. <laughs> okay. Um, and by the way, we yeah. all have, we all, the, the, not every dish is going to be a 10, right? Right. Like, there's Excuse some me, dishes my mom's is. Okay, every well, dish? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, all right. I'll leave it You're blessed. Don't burn the veal. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I have. Don't burn the veal. <laughs> okay. So, um, there's a, cooking creator her name is teeny she's also been on um i believe i don't think it was master chef um but she's been on one of the gordon ramsay shows but she's mostly a home cook and so she put out this recipe for eggnog which is just full of dairy and eggs and cheese oh. like, yes exactly so uh teeny so someone responded on the tiktok and said is there a good substitute for people allergic to eggs and dairy and then teeny responded said Y'all just have to sit this one out. <laughs> and so, uh, not every recipe should be for everybody. If you are allergic to dairy and eggs, don't have eggnog. Okay, so not every recipe should be for everybody. Uh, Laura, fetch cap. Fact. I'm allergic to peanuts, so there's recipes I don't touch. So, 100%. I'm in. Yeah. You don't have to veganize everything. You don't have no. to eat anything. Andy? Sit it out. Fact, and not everything is for everyone, and for what it's worth, for those allergic to dairy and eggs, if you can't indulge in eggnog, you're not missing much. So you're no, going to be fine. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Al? It's fact, and I, I think this it, this happens. You know, you, you go to places, somebody's vegetarian, somebody's got some type of allergy. It's okay. Like, you can't, you can't accommodate to everyone to begin with, so just do your best on it, and yeah, it's not... Just sit this one out. Get some french fries. Sit this one out is literally the best phrase to say it. Just sit this one out. Yeah. Okay. So uh, one more for you guys. So Cameron Diaz uh, says that she wants to normalize married couples having separate bedrooms and also separate homes. Again, if you are Cameron Diaz level wealthy. So she says, to me, I would literally, I would literally, I have my house. You have yours. We have a family house in the middle and I would go sleep in my room and you go sleep in your room. I'm fine. So she essentially wants to have separate quarters for her and whomever happens to be her partner. So this is not a crazy thing to say. Uh, Andy, factor cap. I mean, first of all, it's a hell of a flex. I mean, right. <laughs> she's brought in a third house. And you're like also if, like, I don't know, maybe you should go on a yeah. holiday to England. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you got her house, you've got the partner's house, and then you've got the family house. At for like the kids or whatever. Well, at that point, yeah. you're essentially... you're. Essentially scooping up and buying a block. A compound. Like, I mean, that that is a serious flex by Cameron Diaz. It's letting everyone know, yeah, I don't act anymore, but I still got plenty of income coming in. I've had holiday money coming in. <laughs> Love that movie, money. by the way. Love got that holiday movie. movie. I'm money. Okay, do I think that this is necessary? It's both the unhealthiest and healthiest way of maintaining a marriage at the same time. Know your boundaries, I guess. I yeah, well, it's all boundaries. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Al, what do you think? All right. Uh, first off, Cameron Diaz um, worth about 140 mil. She's good. She's in good shape. She's she'll she's going to be all right. Yeah, it's a so. reminder that the rest of us aren't. Yeah, that's a, that's a reminder there. So not crazy thing to say. I'm going to say fact, and this is why. I don't think I would ever do this, but whatever works for that couple. If there's couples that um, 
it would be completely absurd to think of that, great, let it work for them that way. If there's other couples that say, no, we've been doing this for 10 years and it works for us, we still love each other, we just have a little bit of space, that's okay too. I don't think everything's got to be created equal. I don't think every couple's created equal. So I think that, I don't think this is crazy. I, I don't think it's crazy because if it works for somebody, then let it work for them. Laura? Um, this is hard for me. I personally don't like it, so cap. Um, I know there's such a thing as sleep divorce where couples are sleeping in different bedrooms, but she took it to a whole nother level. So I, I mean, it sounds like a plan for spending as little time around your partner as <laughs> yeah. possible. Or maybe it's just like a partnership, but without having the, uh, I don't know, partner aspects of it. I mean, her so next was, thing she's going to say yeah. is not It's like a business partner part. you're sleeping with at that point. Yeah, like, it just doesn't seem like, okay, again, right? Like, your house or mine tonight, you know? Yeah, <laughs> it's just weird to me because when you're in a marriage, not that I know because I'm not married, but for me, it's just like, I wouldn't. Well, you and the boo are essentially married for all we're intents not, and purposes. We're not, <laughs> but it's, it, if I'm going to commit myself to that person, isn't the vow like, till death do us part in, in good in sickness some... and in health and like good? With, and bad and all this with other stuff. three different addresses. <laughs> That's a lot. I but don't know. some people might be just really light sleepers and it really makes them irritable. Different and they, bedrooms. They, exactly. You're so light you have different to be in a different bedroom. house? Yeah. That's yeah. Like a couple blocks down. Like, okay, you a couple get that blocks block, down. Yeah. I get north block. Like, look, what? look into yeah. some Ambien. <laughs> <laughs> it's not for me. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Hey, look, Emily's trying to play both sides here. She wants to uh, lay out what it would look like. Okay, that's Factor Cap. Thank you, Emily. She's when like, come how back. do I end up in a relationship with Cameron Diaz? This sounds great. <laughs> yep. Lifestyle-wise, this sounds exactly. phenomenal. All right, we come back. We got some updates on the Lakers. Um, LeBron, Gabe Vincent, they are a no-go tonight. Anthony Davis is questionable. Plus, the Clippers have won nine games in a row. Does that mean something? Does it not? Uh, we'll do all that coming up next. Stay right here. Travis and Sleeva Show, 710 ESPN. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, uh, T-Raj out today, but he is in for a pregame show for the Rams. That'll come up a little bit uh, later today. 3.15 will be the start of the pregame show, and something to keep in mind, we're going to be running both broadcasts today. The Rams will be on 710 ESPN, uh, but you could also get it on the ESPN LA app, of course. And for the Lakers, you could do the same thing. You could stream the game, which uh, if you have not downloaded the ESPN LA app, do it. It's the easiest thing to do. You get all the shows uh, plus, you can also hear the game on K- KRLA AM uh, 870. So if you want it on the uh, radio broadcast as well. AK, we saw this when we were in the middle of, we were talking, it was talking Rams, Saints, and then the news came out, status report, Lakers always send it out before the games, gives you an idea where they are with some of their injuries. So Braun will miss the second night of the Lakers back-to-back. Of course, Lakers lost to the Bulls yesterday. Um, they're playing tonight in Minneapolis because of tendonitis in his left ankle. Gabe Vincent, who played yesterday for the first time in seven weeks, will also sit out tonight's game uh, to rest his left knee. Just right out the gate, AK, what, what's surprised to you or, or this uh, you feel like because it's a second of a back-to-back that those two players you wouldn't be expecting to play? Vincent is not a surprise just because he played yesterday for the first time in, I believe, 24 games. So it was kind of expected, or at least for me anticipated, yeah. that he wouldn't play in this game. With LeBron, it may not be shocking, but it is to some degree disappointing, particularly for where they are right now and needing to snap this. 
In all honesty, if you're not going to play LeBron, AD is listed as questionable. I kind of feel like you shouldn't just play AD. Just It feels now at this point like a scheduled loss. You might as well allow guys to get healthier because w- Minnesota is going to be difficult to beat in their house anyway. They're 11-1 and one at home. Right. They are really, really good this season. Kind of feels like you might as well just let AD, you know, he that ankle and that groin has been off and on bothering him all season. Might as well let him rest up before Saturday's game against the uh, the Thunder. Well, I, I'll say this: if it, if he didn't sprain his ankle, which by the way he sprained his ankle earlier in the week, mm-hmm. this is the same ankle that he's had an issue with. If he didn't sprain it yesterday, and you know he looked like he was fine. I mean, you saw his last four games; he's like thirty six, thirty seven points a game, twelve, thirteen rebounds. He's just been incredible, but he was clearly hobbling towards the end of that game yesterday. I'm with you at this stage. It's not like, I mean, hell, you play the San Antonio Spurs, it's not a guaranteed win. Well, what happens when you're playing the 20-6 and Minnesota Timberwolves, who you know that place is going to be rocking because it is the Lakers? Um, They're on a second of a back-to-back as well, but just a much younger team. It's clearly not nearly the same of when the Lakers are on a second of a back-to-back. Uh, I'm with you. I, I would almost be surprised. And and it did show that Anthony Davis was listed as questionable. Um, so we'll have to wait and see what, what happens on that. Front. I mean, look, maybe the argument for playing AD and being optimistic about this game or having a strategy is with no LeBron, that means D'Angelo Russell is going to have to be more involved. He's going to have to be more assertive, should have more opportunities. And beyond that, hopefully snapping D'Lo out of the funk that he's been in D'Lo often does a really good job of involving AD. So if you're going to go full bore and try to snap themselves out of this or at least try to get D'Angelo Russell back on track, AD would be helpful there. Well, I I think what you said from the beginning, listening to both of those pitches, yeah, don't play him. Because, I mean, it's Rudy Gobert, it's Carl Anthony Towns, um, it's not 100% Anthony Davis, and God bless D'Angelo Russell, but I don't know if this is the game where um, you're – I get wanting to try to help D'Angelo Russell. I think under the circumstances, AD's health and maybe just being more fresh and ready for Saturday is a, is a better way to take it. Um, how much have you paid attention to at all, if, if any at all, when the Clippers initially traded for James Harden? How many games did they lose in a row? Was it six? Did they start out 0-6 since the trade? Something like that. It was, it was multiple games in a row. Something along those lines, and you know, I think the biggest question, which by the way I think is fair, is, hey, I I don't know if James Harden is all in. I don't know if if that team is going to mesh. I don't know by just putting all those ingredients together that it's going to work perfectly. I don't know how Russ is going to react if you eventually have to move him to the bench. Hundred percent. Like I I think anybody who just thought, hey, this is going to be perfect, it's like, all right, well, let's just at least see it play out. Here's where the Clippers are right now. They're seventeen and ten. They uh, beat the Mavs yesterday. Uh, they gave up a big lead and then ended up taking over uh, late in the fourth quarter. They're 17-10. and 10. They've won nine games in a row. They're fourth in the Western Conference. W- what do you make of where the Clippers are right now? Because I, I think it's easy to say, and, I'm, and listen, I get where Travis is coming from, but Trav always it's kind of one of those, well, why would I believe in the Clippers until – playoff time and until they actually made some real noise and got to the NBA Finals, something along those lines. But we don't we don't have that in front of us right now. All we have is they've won nine in a row. James Harden is on the team, and it seems to be like most of their players right now or at least are clicking in December, even though I know it's December. I think the reason for the skepticism, like the, whatever specific reason matters, like if your skepticism is – I don't believe in Paul George or Kawhi Leonard being able to play at this pace. They've both been playing in almost every game, and it's worth noting, actually, Paul George missed Didn't last play night's game, yep. and the the Clippers still managed to win without on the road, I believe, without uh, Paul George. Like, If you don't believe that Kawhi or Paul George will be able to maintain this pace to be healthy in the playoffs, and we've seen both those guys get hurt during the playoffs, that's a legitimate reason. If it's, I've seen James Harden struggle in the past during the playoffs. He's had a few good successes, but he's had more high-profile flameouts. That's a legitimate reason. If your reason is just Clippers going to clip, that's a bad reason. Like that, That's not a legitimate reason not to buy into this team. And I'll give you 
a reason that may piss off Laker fans, but it's true. You go back to like the 60s, mm-hmm. Lakers going to Lake when it comes to playing against the Celtics. You know, like they, they got destroyed for like a decade plus against the Celtics. And there was a period where the Lakers didn't look like a team that could consistently win championships. Obviously, turned around and sure. then some. Yep. But the point being is you have periods where organizations can't win until they start winning. You know, the Patriots were not always a juggernaut organization. You know, long Does that work t- for people too, though? So, if you, like you said, if James Harden, you don't trust James Harden to show up in the postseason and be performing at this level. Does it work the same way for people? As people it does used for, to doubt LeBron yeah. could come through when it mattered. Right. You know, there, there were people who doubted whether or not Kobe could lead a team to a championship. For a lot of people, yeah. Kobe had to win his fourth championship to win his first. You know, I'm old enough to remember when people said Michael Jordan wasn't a winner. Like he was just this ball sure. hog, empty calories scorer with all the commercials and the McDonald's and the sweatsuits and whatever, but he's not a winner. Like everybody's not a winner until they are. Well, and I, I, something to keep in mind here. And I don't know how the Warriors you, used to be a laughing stock organization. They used to. You're right. Um, I don't know how closely you look at this, but it's not just winning. All right. Well, who'd you beat? So let me just give you an idea for the Clippers. In their last ten games, they've won nine to ten. The Kings, Warriors, Nuggets, Kings, Warriors, Knicks, Pacers, Mavs. Mm-hmm. The reason why I mention that, AK, a lot of playoff teams there. Mm-hmm. Right, that, and I'm not. I'm not telling you that the Clippers are going to go uh, win an NBA championship, but I think you also got to give credit when credits due. And I think it's. It, I, I'm with you in the. It's not always fair to just say, "Well, what are they going to do in April?" I don't know, or in in May or June. I'm not sure what they're going to do, but I know that they've won nine games in a row and they've beat some good teams. So give them, uh, give them, give them some credit is this, there. Is this as period? Well. Maybe we can talk about this on the other side. Is this period for the Lakers and the Clippers, which is more indicative of the team? You think the Lakers not playing so well right now, or the Clippers playing really well, which is more indicative of the team? Hmm. Let, let let's do that, and we come back. Plus. Um, Looks like there we, we got a little bit more information. What is Yamamoto going to do? And it sounds like it might be between two teams in New York rather than the two, one on the West Coast and one on the East Coast. We'll talk about that as well. Stay right here. Appreciate you guys being a part of the show. Travis and Sleeva Show, 710 ESPN.